pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Welcome in, everybody. We'll get to our guest coming up here in just a moment. But just a reminder that all guests here on Reach the Horizon are brought to you by, of course, our sponsor, Zervita, health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. And I'm excited to bring on our next guest. He played for Northern Kentucky and, of course, as all college athletes experience the abrupt ending to their season. Tyler Sharp was a part of Northern Kentucky who won the Horizon League tournament, the championship, and then uh, did not get to participate in the NCAA tournament. But I appreciate him hanging out with us here today. Tyler, welcome in, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Now, with that being said, I mean, I try to be as positive as possible with everything going on rather than focus on the negative, looking at it for the positive. Not a lot of conferences got to either play in or complete their conference tournament. The Horizon League did. You guys got to hoist a trophy. I know it's not how you wanted to end the season as far as you wanted to play in the NCAA tournament. But how special was that in your senior year to win your final game and for it to be hoisting a trophy above your head? Uh, pretty awesome I mean it's crazy to think that if we would have started just a couple days later uh we wouldn't have been able to finish our tournament um but usually only a handful of teams that get to end the season with a win um and so with this being special circumstances um it is a try to have a glass half full type of mentality and for us to be able to end it with a championship um it's about as good as it can get uh given the circumstances um so trying to stay positive like you said but yeah, and we knew that. I mean, we now know the severity of everything that's going on. But did you guys realize that you were playing on the cusp of something severe like that? I mean, what were the rumblings like? Were was there any conversations with coaches or the league or anything that was saying, "Hey, there's some rumblings of this stuff really picking up"? I mean, was that even a reality at that point to you guys? No, I mean, we were talking about it. Obviously, the rumors were starting to go around on social media that um, it was the COVID nineteen was starting to spread. Um, but it was mainly just hearsay. Um, some people were saying it was super serious, super scary. Some people were saying that it's over-dramatized and it's not a big deal. Um, and then for me, it didn't really click until uh, Rudy Gobert got um, mm-hmm. announced that he had it, and then the NBA canceled their games that night. Uh, once I saw that on TV, I texted uh, a couple of my friends saying it probably was over with for us, and I kind of had a feeling it was going to escalate really quickly, and then from that point, it just snowballed. And then within, I think, a day or two, everything was shut down. So at first, it, I didn't really buy into the hype, to be honest, until, I, like I said, I saw Rudy Gobert get it and the, how the NBA reacted kind of alerted me that it was serious. When who, who alerted you that the season was done? Did you find that on social media or did Coach Horn and NKU uh, kind of get with you guys as a team and alert you? How was that handled? Uh, so I found out on social media um, immediately that they were canceling um the tournaments and stuff and then right when that got released coach horn texted us and said we had a team meeting in about 30 minutes Uh, it was pretty quick after that we met with um the ad and coach horn and kind of discussed the severity of the situation and what we were going to do moving forward 
And we'll touch on this again coming up here in a few moments. But uh, I love your story throughout your career. I mean, you go from a walk-on player at two different schools, obviously Louisville and Northern Kentucky. You end up earning a scholarship. I mean, now that your career is done, looking back, what was your biggest takeaway? Was that your biggest accomplishment, earning that earning that scholarship after fighting so hard to get it? Uh, I think I think so. I mean, I think that's a representation of uh, my career as like a, a pinpoint, if I could pick one moment. But um, for me, it was ultimately just kind of proving everybody wrong as a whole. Uh, all the way since I was in high school, I had people who hyped me up and said I was so good, but nobody would offer me um, at the level that I was comfortable with playing based on what I, my confidence in myself. And so for the way things played out, um, I thought Louisville was my break, breaking point, breaking through, uh, and that didn't work out well. And so for things to finally work out at NKU, it, as a whole, is just a great feeling knowing that what I overcome, what overcame and the obstacles that I had uh, with people doubting me and stuff. But getting a scholarship was the was a pinpoint moment for me just because not only for me, but for my parents. Um, I mean, they had paid for two years of school. My sister was going to Purdue at the time, so they were paying for her as well. Um, and so to be able to tell them that I would be able to save them two years of uh, school, that was honestly the best feeling um, for me. With Northern Kentucky, obviously, you, you know, you're at Louisville. Uh, you, you want to transfer. What schools were you looking at and what sold you on Northern Kentucky? <clears throat> so I had a couple schools reach out to me that were recruiting me in high school D2 wise. Um, I was I visited Moorhead State. Uh, my AAU coach played there. Um, Kenneth Fareed sponsored my AAU team. He played there. So um, they were on the top of my list. And actually, while I was visiting Moorhead State, uh, Mason Faulkner that played at Northern Kentucky and played on my AAU team, he um, called me about Northern Kentucky saying that I should come visit. And I was just kind of like, that's nice, but I can't just come visit off your word. Like, I got to talk to somebody. So he got me in touch with the coaches, and then I was able to actually go visit that following day. And um, I was pretty dead set on Northern Kentucky from that moment on um, for multiple reasons, having a couple friends there. Um, I liked the campus, um, but I actually had someone close to me at L. Um, tell me that Northern Kentucky wouldn't be interested in me and that there was no way that they would take me because they didn't take a certain other player. And so the chip on my shoulder kind of came into effect, uh, even though I was going to have to walk on again, just the, the ability to be on the team um, is kind of what motivated me. Uh, I knew I had a lot more people to prove wrong. And so once Coach Brandon gave me the opportunity to be on the team, I took it and ran with it. Um, but yeah, mainly it was just having friends there and, I love the campus and stuff. You know, most times when you go to a mid-major school, I mean, it's always the goal to get to the NCAA tournament. But, you know, most mid-major players, and this isn't a knock against mid-major basketball, but it's very tough when you don't get at large bids. You're lucky to get one tournament appearance during a mid-major player's career. You were able to get multiple playing at Northern Kentucky for multiple coaches. That just speaks volumes of the program. I mean, just thinking about those opportunities and what you were able to accomplish there. I mean, that's one heck of a career you had, not just individually, but uh, the team success you were a part of was fantastic as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a testament directly to Coach Brandon and his staff and the foundation that they laid. Um, they did a great job recruiting. Um, even though I was a transfer, my class was uh, uh, even all freshmen. They were loaded coming in. A lot of guys that could have gone to a lot higher schools level-wise um, that – but it was also just the system Coach Brandon put in place 
of accountability and what was expected every single day that let that laid the foundation and then my freshman year when I was at Louisville I was actually watching the tournament when they when they won the tournament run the Horizon League tournament to go to the NCAA tournament and um, to be a part of that process with them was awesome you the back you get the back scene back stage scene to everything that was going on and you really can understand what coach Brandon and them did and why they're also being successful at UC now and then I think that's something that started the th- started it off, and then when Coach Horn came in, um, him and his staff just kept it, the ball rolling. The system was slightly different offensively, defensively, but I think when you get that level of coaching, the accountability is the same. What's expected every day is the same, and the players we have were already high-integrity, hard-working guys, and so although we had to adjust to the system, um, it wasn't a big learning curve just because of the foundation that was laid and the great teammates that we had already in place. Tyler Sharp graduated from Northern Kentucky, was a part of the Horizon League Championship team this past season. Of course, uh, not, not did not get an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament due to the coronavirus. Uh, Tyler, with that being said, you know, Coach Brandon leaves. Uh, Drew McDonald leaves. I mean, it felt, I mean, perception-wise, I mean, from the outside looking in, it's like, all right, let's see. I mean, this is how I always feel when I'm judging coaches and programs is, okay, you have one good recruiting cycle. What do you do with that second one? And uh, that's how you know your guys' program was legit is because you could lose your player of the year and still come back the next year and win the conference and get to, you know back to the NCAA tournament. What was your feeling, though? I mean, you're losing Drew McDonald. You, you lose Coach Brandon. That's a lot of loss in an offseason after the success you had. I'm not saying you weren't confident, but it take a little bit to, to kind of buy into the, to the mindset of, hey, we're, we're not going to miss a beat here. Yeah, I mean, obviously we knew replacing Drew wasn't going to be easy. I mean, he's – Horizon player of the year, he's pretty much easily the best player NKU's ever had. And so he made all of our lives easier. Uh, he's getting so much attention that for me, I got so many open shots based yeah. off that. Same with Dantez and Jalen playing off ball screens with Drew was he had so much freedom because they were so worried about Drew. But the almost the hate, I guess you would call it, that we were getting or the doubt that we were getting from people saying, well, they lost coach, they lost Drew. Um, it's not going to be easy for them anymore. Tyler can't take over the team. Dantez can't handle the team by himself. Jalen can't handle the team by himself. Like stuff like that that we were reading and hearing about, it just threw fuel on the fire. Um, we felt like we, as a team collectively, could be better um, moving forward as long as we all bought into our new roles. And so we kind of took it in from a different perspective to where instead of saying like, oh, what are we going to do without Drew? We kind of looked at it like, what can we do to be better without Drew? Or how can we each individually get better? And I think the work ethic that we put forth in the summer was the best that I've seen in my time at NKU. Um, And then, like I said, Coach Horn coming in and molding our games and um, what we can do to maximize our potential. I think that only benefited us. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I want to go look back to – the NCAA tournament game, Northern Kentucky, Texas Tech. Um, and they have an NBA prospect on their team. I mean, one of the top teams in the country, obviously, going as far in the tournament as they did. You guys didn't back down. You didn't back down. I mean, how special was that for you that on a night where and you got hot a lot throughout the season? I mean, you're a sharpshooter. I mean, no pun intended there with your name. But, I mean, you had some big games. But how cool was that for the biggest stage of the the year for you to have your one of your biggest games I mean that was so cool getting you to you know to watch you play on that stage but to also just maximize your time out on the floor yeah I mean it was a pretty crazy turn of events um the the day before the game I came down with like a pretty severe flu I had like 102 fever um 
going into that morning, I wasn't even planning on playing. Um, I was going to give it a shot, but I didn't think it was even going to be possible. Um, so I got some fluids, I got some meds and adrenaline's a crazy thing. And yeah. once the game got going, um, I was able to feel better a little bit. And like you said, I got it going a little bit. Unfortunately, we struggled offensively as a whole, but, um, I kind of feel like it was one of those things with, even though I didn't play at Louisville, I was in some crazy environments. Um, every game sold out, every game's packed. It's as loud as it can be. Um, and so I think in moments like that, it's, it's just another game. Um, and I think that was something that I kind of felt, I didn't feel overwhelmed, um, by the talent or by the crowd. Um, and I didn't think our team necessarily did either, to be honest with you. I just think it was one of those days, um, we didn't have shots fall like they usually do. Um, but it was, it was a really cool moment for me and my family and, um, one that I'll take with me forever. You talk about those big moments, those big atmospheres at Louisville. Um, you think about the rivalry between Wright State and Northern Kentucky. I live here in Dayton. I attended every – throughout your career, I was at every Wright State-NKU game. There was just something special about that matchup. You were a part of how that organically built. I know proximity is one reason why I think it's led to that rivalry. I think you add the fact that you guys are constantly the top two teams competing for a league title every year. What was that rivalry like to play in? Because those games, although there would be other big games for both programs throughout the year, there was just something different, something special uh, when Wright State and NKU met on the floor, whether it was at the Nutter Center in Dayton and Fairborn or, you know, at BB&T Arena on your home floor. I think it's a combination of the things you said. I think it's being ranked high in the conference. I think it's um, even preseason rankings. It's going back and forth. Both teams have guys that are, um, supposed to be top conference players, player of the year candidates, stuff like that. But I also think it's it's um, the two most um, not a knock to the other teams, but just the the coaching, the coaching and the systems are they're very similar with how disciplined they are. Right, State's never going to beat themselves. Um, they're well coached, they're well disciplined. Same with us and my time at NKU. And I think also they have, we have the two best fan bases, pretty much bar none. And so when you mix all those things together, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Those games have been on ESPN every single time. And so that adds to the atmosphere. And so I think it's just a combination of all those things together just makes for a great rivalry um, that, like you said, kind of did grow organically. It's not like it's in state or anything like that, but I think all those things together just make the game so much more exciting. Yeah. No disrespect to UIC, but I was really looking forward to a potential NKU Wright state matchup. I mean, that would have been that final you know, chapter that, you know, close the book on your rivalry with the NKU Wright State. Uh, but when you saw UIC knock off Wright State, what was your reaction? Because I'm sure like, you know, most, I know it's easy to say you prep for whatever team's there, but I think you guys like most anticipated NKU Wright State in the finals. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, we had gone 0-2. We lost at their place and our place. Um, we felt like we let the game at our place slip away, and then we got pretty much dominated at their place. So mm -hmm. we felt like we owed them a couple games, honestly, and uh, we really felt like we could play a lot better than we had played, even in the game that was really close at our place. And so that's something that you, you have on your calendar. But at the same time, we also had just gotten blown out by UIC in a game that we had played really, really poorly in. So there was a little bit of an edge to both teams. Uh, we wanted to see both of them, honestly, just even though that's not possible, um, because we felt like we owed we owed each team a big game. Um, obviously when you look at it from a crowd and atmosphere standpoint, playing right state in the championship is about as good of an environment as we're going to get. Um, but like I said, once we saw UIC one, we weren't upset or, or excited, honestly, it's just, we wanted to play either one of the teams just because we felt like we, but we owed both of them. 
All right, Tyler Sharp played at Northern Kentucky, just graduated this year. Uh, wasn't Again, you want to play in the NCAA tournament, but the second best thing to have happen is you win your last game, you're hoisting a trophy, uh, winning your conference tournament, and that's the second best thing that could have happened this year, and you guys obviously got a chance to accomplish that. What's next? We had Drew McDonald on not too long ago. You know, he stayed in the area. Are you, You're staying in the area. Do you plan on coaching, uh, future plans of playing overseas once this pandemic clears up? Uh, what's next for Tyler Sharp? Um, I'm taking things a step at a time. Uh, I plan on staying in the area, honestly, um, based on job connections and stuff I've got worked out. Um, the Cincinnati area is a great area. Um, but right now I'm um, honestly filing to try to get a fifth year of eligibility from the NCAA. Uh, I was kind of in the process of that um, before all the COVID-19 stuff hit. And so I'm following through with that at the moment. Um, I don't have any updates right now. It kind of just started. Um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that goes well. Um, but other than that, if it doesn't work out, I'll probably work, uh, line up some job opportunities uh, with basketball uh, also as with uh, whatever career path I figure out. I'm not really sure if I'm going to play overseas or not. I'm not sure how I'm going to pursue all that stuff um, right now. I'm just taking it a step at a time, um, but I look forward to the future. I think it's going to be. I don't really think I'll regret a decision whether I play or don't play. I'm pretty happy with my life right now and how basketball's turned out, even though with the unfortunate ending to my senior season. Um, so we'll see how this works out with the NCAA, and I'll take it a step at a time and go forward from there. Wow, so I didn't realize that. So you, there's still a chance Tyler Sharp could be playing again on the hardwood next year. That's really cool. So Yeah, cool. I don't know how good my chances are, like I said, but um, I, once I heard that there was an opportunity to try um, – the worst I can do is try and get told no. And so fingers crossed and I'm do whatever I can, but we'll see how it goes. All right, Tyler Sharp. Thanks so much for your time. I hope you, your friends, uh, girlfriend, family, everybody uh, is doing well. It's safe and healthy during this time. And we're all ready to just to get through this and to return to life as normal whenever that time comes. So thank you so much. Congratulations on what has been a fantastic career. The door's still open for potentially another year. And we're pulling for you there too, but thanks so much for your time. Best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care and stay safe. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Tyler Sharp again. Good enough to join us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. And just a reminder that all interviews here on Reach the Horizon are brought to you by Zervita Health and Wellness Company, Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and download to the Reach the Horizon podcast in your Apple iTunes store and Google Play store. Plus, you can access every episode at horizonleague.org. All right, until next week, this has been Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League.